Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 156, your number one New Year's resolution. I have one resolution that I would like to suggest to you that will rock and change your world, and that is be conscious of your thoughts. A couple of weeks ago, I did a free two-day workshop on identifying and implementing life goals. Goals about your relationship with your husband, the family life that you want, the home you want to keep, and who you want to become as a woman, a daughter of God. The new year is always a time when people decide on a new beginning, a new routine, a new schedule, a new diet, a new exercise program, basically a new you in one form or another. And here we are on day 12 of the new year. And I'm wondering, did you have a resolution on January 1st? And are you still trying to keep that resolution? So many of us love to create big goals, and yet often we don't achieve them. After a few weeks or maybe even a few days, we give up. Why? It's because we're not conscious of our thoughts. 95% of our thoughts are unconscious. They're programmed beliefs or habit thoughts that we swirl around in our heads. It's like we're on autopilot throughout the day. And in a way, it's a good thing that we're on autopilot for part of our day anyway, because there are habits and routines that we don't want to have to think about. We don't want to have to think, pick up that toothbrush, put some water on the head of the toothbrush, oh, take out the toothpaste, squeeze it on. We don't have to go through all those steps. We want to just think on autopilot and just have our brain tell us what to do without even thinking about it. And probably having our brain think about something else while we're doing it. So in some ways, it serves us very well. But in other ways, it does not. When we think thoughts on autopilot, like, I'm overwhelmed. What I do isn't important in the big scheme of things. I can never catch up. The kids are so demanding. It's not possible to keep my home neat and tidy. I feel unfulfilled, or I'm not happy. Ask yourself if these are conscious thoughts that you deliberately choose to think. And maybe sometimes they are. Or are they unconscious thoughts that you just hold space for in your brain, never actually resolving to become a positive force in your brain? How do unconscious thoughts make you feel? Unconscious thoughts very often make us feel incapable or burned out or tired or unfulfilled, or overwhelmed, or stressed, or anxious. You know the whole litany, right, of those emotions that 
we hold on to, and we don't really know why we're holding on to them, and we're not taking any conscious action to eliminate them. They create those feelings, those negative feelings, because our thoughts create our feelings, and without goals attached to thoughts, we don't have forward-reaching actions. We just stay stuck in the emotion. If one of those thoughts is conscious, like my husband and I are so disconnected, and you find truth in it, yet you don't take action to do something about it, you let that thought become one of those programmed unconscious thoughts that soon becomes a belief, a belief that you begin to accept. But if you stopped yourself and became conscious of your thought, my husband and I are so disconnected, you can choose to accept it or take action to change the thought and the results of your relationship with your husband. You would consider the thought and decide if the thought serves you in your relationship with your husband and in your life. Even my husband and I have not made time for each other is a more positive thought in that you can see a way towards a connection. Make time for each other. How about this thought? I want to feel more connected with my husband. A conscious, deliberate thought. From that, you could have a wide range of feelings. I think mine would be determined. And then my actions would be that I would make time. Not wait for time, but make it. Greet each other with affection. Listen to each other's day. And let the children know that you and your husband have our time. And they're not allowed to interrupt. Even small children know that when mom and dad want catch-up time when he comes home from work or when she comes home from work or when they both come home for work, they need time alone. Even five minutes. I'm not talking about a half an hour. I'm talking about just five minutes to connect. How was your day? How are you looking at each other? Just a small form of affection. And the children learn that's their time. Now, sometimes I did that with a baby in my arms, but my focus was on my husband. Also make time to pray together before going to bed. Go to bed at the same time. Compliment him. All those would be actions that I would take from my thought I want to feel more connected with my husband. And my result would be I'm more connected with my husband rather than churning over and over and over again the unconscious thought, my husband and I are disconnected. So make 2023 the year you become conscious of your thoughts. Notice how your thoughts affect your relationship with yourself. Do you look in the mirror and without thinking consciously, you give in to that unconscious thought, oh my gosh, you look so tired. Oh, why have you not lost this weight? Do you think those things unconsciously? Consciously look in the mirror and say, wow, you look pretty good. I love your eyes. Your hair is looking good today. Complimenting yourself with conscious thoughts. And when those unconscious negative thoughts want to creep up, like, oh my gosh, you still haven't lost that last 15 pounds. Remind yourself 
yeah, but I had seven children and I'm looking pretty darn good for seven children. Whatever it is that you need to do consciously to begin to eliminate the unconscious negative thought. Notice how your thoughts affect your relationship with your husband and with your children and with your friends. Do you have a script of unconscious thoughts that just chips away at your self-esteem, chips away at your marriage? Are you always finding your husband's faults readily, but fail to see his gifts and contributions to your relationship and to your family? If you find you have the same complaint day in and day out, ask yourself, why aren't I doing something to change? Rather than a life where we're in a semi-comatose state, where we aren't really using our prefrontal cortex to think about what we want, it's time to be conscious of what you want. State clearly your life goals and write them down. Now, if you're a perfectionist like me, and that is no badge of honor, do not go into the whole, yeah, but I should have done it January 1st and I didn't, and so now I've lost... 12 days, and so I might as well not even begin. No, begin today. Write down your life goals. What kind of marriage do you want in 5, 10, 20 years? Describe it. Write it down. How do you create disciplined, happy, virtuous children? Begin to think what kind of adults do you want them to grow up to be? That's a great starting point. Because then you'll know what you need to work on now as their children to train them up to be those kinds of adults. What kind of atmosphere do you want in your personal interactions with your children? In your home, what do you want your home to look like? What feeling do you want to have when you are in your home? What will you need to do in order to have that bright and cheerful home. List out all the things you think you need to do in order to accomplish that goal. And then what about you? What goals do you have for yourself? Do you even have goals for yourself? Have you given in to the, oh my gosh, I'm just too busy being a mom. I can't take the time to have goals. No, you need to have goals for yourself. You need to have a schedule of personal development for you so that you can show up for you the way you want to show up, so that you can show up for God the way he wants you to show up, and so that you have something left to give to the children and your husband. So do you want to read five good fiction books this year? Do you want to be more at peace with your work-life balance? Do you want to take better care of yourself? That includes diet and exercise. And it doesn't have to include, I'm going to give up carbs for the rest of my life. How about if you just pay attention to what you eat, be conscious of what you put in your mouth and decide, is this something I want to eat? Or am I using this food to run away from something? I think that self-care has been so distorted. We imagine it to be something very luxurious all the time. And what has ended up happening is that I see so many women who don't even wash their comb their hair. They don't take a shower. They don't put on a little bit of makeup and 
and just take care of their outward appearance. Pray, eat, sleep, exercise, get off social media. Those are all forms of self-care. And these goals, all these goals about ourself, about our husbands, about our relationships, about our family life, these goals are only going to come from conscious thoughts. So if you're a mom who feels like you don't have a life, if you're a mom who feels like what you do is not important, it's on you. It's not on your life. It's on you to be conscious in your life. So here's what I would suggest to do to create conscious goals to move forward in your life. First, write down your goals. Make the time. Don't wait for it to come. Decide today you're going to spend 10 minutes writing down the goals for your life. And I might encourage you to pick one goal from each area of your life And then we'll step it out into small goals. For example, my annual goal, my big goal with my husband would be I want to create more connection with my husband. Okay, how do I go about doing that? We create do goals, do as an action. And my do goals, and I'd write all this out, greet him hello and goodbye with affection, give him my undivided attention when we meet at the end of a workday, Uh, If we had small children, I would step that out into teach the children that this is mommy and daddy time. I need to teach them that this is what we're going to do. Another do goal would be plan one or two date nights for the month. In order to accomplish that do goal, I need to have the following steps. And you need to write out the steps for that do goal. Find a babysitter. Call and book the babysitter. Find a place to go for an activity or dinner or just drinks and discussion. Whatever I need to do, step it out to accomplish the due goal of plan one or two date nights for the month, which when I accomplish that goal, goes toward my annual goal of creating more connection with my husband. Another due goal would be pray together every night before we go to bed. Okay, what do I need to do in order to have that do goal happen? Step it out. First, I need to talk with my husband and say, hey, I'd like to do this together. What do you think? What prayers can we say together? Who can we pray for? Another step would be, let's decide if we want to have physical connection when we pray. Do we want to hold hands? Now, side note, I am not a big physical connection person with prayer. But my husband and I do that before we go to bed. And many, many arguments (laughs) have been avoided and melted away because we held hands and we prayed. All right, that's just a side note. Okay, now what about an annual goal for your motherhood? An annual goal could be create disciplined, happy children. Okay, that's very broad. What do goals, what action steps do we need to take in order to achieve that goal? First one would be implement a morning routine. That's just in my mind. That's what I think I would need to do. And the steps for that do goal would be decide in my mind what the routine consists of. What does it look like? 
What time do we all need to get up? Do we decide TV, no TV? Who has breakfast? How do they have breakfast? Do they make their own breakfast? Um, do they get ready before they come down for breakfast? And then do they go up and brush their teeth? Do they lay out their clothes the night before so that the morning routine goes smoothly? All of those need to be considered and stepped out. And then communicate the routine to the children. And then implement with supervision. Okay, we can't just say, okay, kids, this is what I've decided to do. Now go do it. No, we need to supervise and help them accomplish the routine. And while we're doing that, we need to be conscious of praising and encouraging the children as they learn the new routine. And then after that, consider an after-school routine and an evening routine in the same fashion. So those are do goals with the steps involved to accomplish the do goal. And that works towards creating disciplined, happy children, which is my annual goal. It's just the beginning, but it is a beginning. And then in my home, my annual goal is I want to have an orderly, clean home. All right. Do goals are list all the areas of most concern. Step out each area. What needs to be done? What is my laundry schedule? What is my daily tidying up schedule? What are those three to five must do's every day before I go to bed so that I wake up to a clean, tidy home? Decide if I want to zone clean or task clean. Look at my schedule, figure out which days I actually have time to clean. And then delegate jobs to children. And the steps on delegating jobs to children, decide what the daily jobs are, weekly jobs, instruct and supervise, praise and encourage, and consequences if necessary. So, Go back to your annual goal, write out what your annual goal is. I didn't get to the next one, personal development. All right, let me hit this one first. Read five books. Okay, what if that's my do goal for this year? It doesn't have to be it. Your do goal could be, I commit to praying 15 to 20 minutes every day. Whatever your personal development goal is, you can list a number of them, but we're just going to choose one for this first quarter from January through March. So we have all of our annual goals. From our annual goals, we need to write out due goals for each annual goal. And then we're gonna chunk the year down to quarters. So in the first quarter, what's the one due goal we're going to work on in our relationship with our husband? What's the one we're going to work on in relationship to our children and our home management and our personal development? That creates four goals that you're going to work on for the first quarter. Now, if even that seems overwhelming, okay, though remember they're small little goals, but even if that's overwhelming, then just choose one. You can do this any way you want, just do it. So choose one. If you want more connection with your husband, and that's the goal you want to work on for the first quarter, January, February, March, write it down. And then on Sunday night, or maybe Monday morning, write down 
each day what you're going to do to accomplish that goal. Okay, maybe you're going to work on saying hello and goodbye to him every day and just check it off every day that you do it. Maybe you're going to give him words of affirmation or just time with you, whatever his love language is. You're going to give him 10 minutes or five minutes of his love language every day. Whatever it is, those do goals work towards accomplishing that annual goal, but they only do it when we are living in conscious thinking, not allowing yourself to get up and be swept away by actions or inactions that don't work towards your goals or thoughts that keep you stuck. Now, sometimes the things that we're doing, they do actually work towards our big life goals, but we're not doing them from a conscious state. We're doing them from an overwhelmed state. So are they really accomplishing what you want? If you want a happy, cheerful home, and all you do is be overwhelmed by the laundry or the bathrooms and you hate doing them and you never do them or you do them, but you're really not happy about it. I mean, I don't think you have to be kicking your heels and jumping up and down and be happy. But when you have the conscious understanding why you're doing what you're doing, that it's actually achieving your lifelong goal, it's much easier to do. And you will find joy. You will actually find joy because you know that you're accomplishing your big life goals. Be conscious of your thoughts. Don't spend your day moving with the current, going from one demand to another. We don't take the time to plan. We don't take the time to desire goals and to set about to achieve them. We kid ourselves into believing that we'll find the time to dream and plan. And we never actually do. My husband and I used to have this joke between us that, okay, we need to sit down and talk about our finances. We never sat down. (laughs) We did talk about our finances, but we never did sit down. We should have been more conscious about scheduling time to have a finance check. We think the thing in front of us is more important than sitting down and planning our life and our happiness. Our happiness depends on us being conscious of our thinking. We take orders from everyone around us, even the three-year-olds in front of us, and we feel completely powerless over our time and dreams. But that's on us. It's not on the three-year-old. It's on us. Choose to stop being the victim of your life. Take charge. Be conscious. Set goals for the life you want. And use intentional thinking to make those goals a reality. So if your New Year's resolution is to be conscious of your thoughts, watch how your life changes and moves in the direction of what you've always wanted. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? 
who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude. If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.